This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today, we're going to tackle a topic that has been requested by some of you, and that is strategies to simplify during stretching seasons. And you'll notice I didn't say stressful seasons. I said stretching seasons. And I'm going to explain why later on in the show. But first, I've got a story for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You were like, should you share this? When I told you I was going to talk about this. So as you all know, I, well, most of you know, probably I am expecting, which was a huge surprise and we're very excited about it. I'm due April 30th. And since it has been over 10 years since I have been pregnant, it feels a little bit like my first time. And I am not someone who typically gets, I don't know, paranoid. Would you say that's the right word over things? I Yeah, that'd be a good word. I kind of let things roll off my back. Stressed. And yes, yeah. I, I don't really... I'm not the kind of person who stresses about doing everything right or something, but because this pregnancy was such a surprise and wasn't supposed to happen according to all the doctors and we're super excited about it, I I think I'm carrying around maybe an extra weight of kind of responsibility. Like I want to be very careful and follow the rules and Mm -hmm. do everything right, which on the one hand, you know, you want to be wise and cautious and all that. But (laughs) on the other hand as the story demonstrates, can cause quite a bit of stress. Um, So I struggle to drink water right now because water just tastes really gross to me. It doesn't have a taste, but yeah. Water has a taste to me right now, and it is gross. Do not not contradict a pregnant (laughs) woman and her her weirdness. Um, And so I had this idea that, well, I could drink like 
herbal infusions of teas. And I happened to have this box of hibiscus tea that I'd gotten marked down for 70 cents and it was to make iced tea. And I was like, that actually sounds kind of good. So I made up this big picture of it and I had been drinking it for two days and I made it pretty strong. And I was so proud of myself because here I was drinking more liquids and I'm getting these liquids down. And I was actually going to do an Instagram story all about this great idea of, you know, I had this 70 cent box of tea and how I was using it. And then all of a sudden I had this thought in the back of my head, aren't some types of herbs not safe in pregnancy? I don't even know if hibiscus isn't, is it a flower? I don't I don't even know. I don't yeah, think it's, it's not an herb, but but I started thinking about herbs and then I was like, wait, is hibiscus safe to drink? And so we're driving in the car, Justine and I were going to discipleship group, you know, where I'm gonna be leading this these women and helping them to live out of the gospel and trust in the Lord and all this. And I look up hibiscus and pregnancy. And the first article that comes up says, Do not drink anything with hibiscus in it. This is one of the worst things that you can have. It can cause early miscarriage and preterm labor, and it's listing off all these things. And I start freaking out. It was very interesting because the way you responded was how I would usually respond when I, you know, search Dr. Google or WebMD from my issues. And I just started panicking like, oh no, I've done this terrible thing. And oh no, it's all my fault. And I can't believe I did this. I cannot believe that I did not think to look up hibiscus. And I was really stressing out about it. And you just put your hand over and you're like, you didn't know any better. You only drank it for two days. It's going to be okay. Stop you know, taking this guilt on yourself for something. It would be one thing if I had known that this was something that was detrimental, but I didn't. And the thought never crossed my mind. And so here's the interesting thing. So as I was sitting there and all of a sudden I started thinking, okay, I'm going to go help lead these women to walk in the truth of who they are in Christ and to not carry around guilt and shame. That was our lesson that night. And I had to live that out of like, what does it look like to live in the gospel and to not carry on guilt and shame and to say, you know, God, just protect our baby. I did the best that I could do. But here's the funny thing. So I'm sitting in discipleship group that night and it's still replaying in my head and I'm still kind of struggling with wanting to beat myself up over this. And all of a sudden I remembered a phrase that I read in one of the articles that I was reading about hibiscus on our way while I was freaking out. And it had said something about most fruit teas have hibiscus in them because it's used as a coloring. And all of a sudden I realized during Silas's pregnancy, the entire pregnancy, I drank the passion fruit tea from Starbucks. So as soon as I get out to the car, I look it up. Sure enough, the first ingredient in the passion tea at Starbucks is hibiscus. It's not passion fruit. I think. I think um, it was maybe. Um, imagine that. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, but w- whatever it was, it has a whole lot of hibiscus in it, and I drank that my entire pregnancy. And so it was just kind of like this relief washed over me of you know, do the best you can do. And we're gonna talk about that a little later in the show. But don't beat yourself up for stuff that you didn't mean to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, from here on out, I'm gonna think before I try something new or eat something new or drink something new, wait, is should I research this before putting this in my body? 
but there's my story. It was a great lesson though, for the women that you were talking to and processing through that with for that night. So, yeah, I was able to share here's real life. This is how it looks. And here's how you walk it out. And we're always going to struggle with this, but remembering the truth of who I am in Christ and how much I am loved by him and that he doesn't want me to live in that place of guilt and shame. We have a review that I wanted to read from iTunes, and this one comes from Ken, Ken Carfagno, I think is how I pronounce the last name. Maybe I just botched it, but he said, my wife, Teresa, has been a follower of Crystal since her money-saving mom blog. She has her book and has listened to the show. I just checked it out for myself, and I have to say that this show and Crystal in general is a great resource for stressed out moms. We have five kids, run a business, and homeschool, so we totally relate to the pain's message. Great work, Crystal and Jesse. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Ken. And as always, we love your reviews on iTunes. And you know, if you have a chance to take a minute to write a review, it just means the world to us. So thank you so much for the many of you who have been writing reviews recently. So Jesse, what's saving your life this week? Well, <laughs> saving my knee specifically. <laughs> um, so we this week I was doing some... Um, heavy squats and I've been having some knee pain that's it's been ongoing for the past year or so. I've recently downloaded an app called GoWad and GoWad. Yes, G O W O D. It's a mobility app so that it basically gives you stretches and little exercises that you can do to warm your body up before working out and, or even afterwards or if you're not working out and you just want to do some maintenance work on your joints. And I was so surprised because when I, I did a few of the stretches and the uh, rolling out and things beforehand using a lacrosse ball and I had absolutely no pain while I was working out. I was hmm. so impressed and so amazed. So, yep, that was very uh, remarkable this week for me. So have you used it for multiple days or you just... Just, just that-, that one day and yeah, I'm going to... It, would you use it so before you do any kind of workout or only specific kinds yep. of workouts? Mm-hmm. Any kind. And it's just helping you to stretch to get ready for the workout. So when I signed up for the for the app, it's got, it's got a free mobility test that you can take. And as you go through the app, it is it starts out with like a two-week trial period. And then I think it's like $14 a month after that to use but they've got videos and things to show you how to do the stretching. But the test beforehand takes you through these exercises to see exactly how mobile are you as far and how well do you move in through your shoulder, through your hips, through and, you know what's tight and what do you need to work on. So that was really good for me. So you, they give you an exercise to do and then you do it and then you kind of report back how it was for you. I'm just trying to figure out how they do the mobility test. You follow a video. It says, they say, okay, do these positions and then score your position based on like four different criteria. And then you choose, okay, I did really badly. I'm going to do a one and then move on to the next movement. And then you try to do that and then you score that movement. And then at the end, it has an algorithm and basically says, this is where your weak point is. And okay. this is what you need to work on. And so then they give you stretches to do mm-hmm. every day based upon that yes. mobility test. Yep. And then do you retake it You regularly? retake it later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. 
well, I'm just walking on the treadmill, so I guess I don't need a mobility test. Although it is, it is starting to get a little hard for me to bend over. <laughs> I'm only nine weeks. I'm like, this is not good. I just, it's been so long since I've like stomach has gotten stretched out. And so it feels so weird to mm-hmm. have, like, you can just tell there's extra in my stomach now or not my stomach, but you know, in yeah. that area of my body. And it just feels so weird. It, and I'm just thinking, you can't hardly even see my baby bump. This is going to be really bad whenever I actually have a legit baby bump. I'm like, it's going to be interesting to be pregnant and 10 years older. Speaking of pregnancy, as you can probably guess, my what's saving my life tip for this week is pregnancy related because that's kind of my life right now being in the first trimester. And so it is the preggy pop drops. And I always have morning, noon, and night sickness. Actually, this pregnancy, it has not been as severe as my other pregnancies. I think a lot of it is because I have learned how to manage it more. Um, I think because of making myself eat every few hours, if not more often than that, I feel like I just eat all the time. But by doing that, I feel better. Even if I don't want to eat, I find that if I keep my stomach full, I feel a lot better than if it starts to get a little empty. So I think that's one of the reasons I haven't had a severe of morning sickness. I'm also learning that when I'm rested, it helps me to not feel as sick. The more tired I become, the sicker I feel. And then I think it's just also my attitude this time because it's one of just gratefulness when I feel the sickness versus just kind of feeling misery and like, let's just get through it. So I think that my attitude has helped change as well. Um, And I've also had a lot going on. So there's been a lot of distraction and that kind of helps you get your mind off of it. But I'm still pretty much feel quite sick all the time and it gets worse and it gets better, but it's always there. So there's always that feeling of being sick to my stomach. And so the preggy pop drops were something that multiple people recommended to me and they're just a little kind of like lemon drops. They have different flavors, but I was kind of cynical. Like, would these really make any difference? I've been very impressed. It's not like they're going to keep you from throwing up, but if you just have that constant gnawing nausea and gross feeling in your mouth and it just, just gross, um, when you pop one in your mouth, it really does seem to kind of take it away or give you some relief. And then it kind of distracts you from it. So I would highly recommend them. And I actually just, I got a small container of them. They, there was a dollar fifty off coupon on Amazon. So it was about $4 for the container of 21. And I feel like that is very, very worth it for the relief and distraction it has given me, especially when the nausea kind of gets just where it's just really wearing you down. Jesse, you said you don't have a book to talk about this week. Is that correct? That's correct. Maybe next week. Maybe. Here's your encouragement to start reading. I actually haven't been reading as much. For some reason, audiobooks make me really sick to my stomach right now. So I haven't been listening to audiobooks, but I did start a book that I'm almost finished with, and it's called The Choosing by Rochelle Decker. She is actually Ted Decker's daughter. If you're familiar with Ted Decker, he is a Christian fiction author who is very well known. And this book is very different than I would say pretty much any fiction that I've read for a very long time. The thing about it, though, is that I 
at first wasn't sure whether I would like it. And it's taken me a little while to get into it, but I am, you know, I, I probably have maybe a 20% left of the book. I still don't have any clue how it's going to end up. And I love that because so often when I'll start a book and it just is very predictable, you're kind of like, oh, well, those two are going to fall in love and then this is going to happen. And you, and you just kind of can predict it. This one, I don't know. And so it's kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. It's not a thriller or anything like that, but it's just more like what's going to happen? Where's this going to end up? And then it's also, I think it's, it's meant to be an analogy sort of type of story because it's not true to life. It's a little bit more, it's in the future and it's not science fiction or something, but it's just not, it's stuff that is not real life. I don't know how to describe it. You just have to read it to. Is it fantasy? It's not fantasy, but so it's, that's, it's kind of this weird gap of like in the future and kind of picturing a world that is ruled by um, very, authoritarian sort of figures and you have to follow the rules. And if you don't follow the rules, then you're basically imprisoned or something like, or killed. Mm. So it's, it's like this, this society that is ruled by this dictatorship, but it's in the future. So it's, it's kind of weird to wrap your head around, but there's a lot of analogies for spiritual things in our life and how Mm -hmm. um, living our life to follow what other people are saying instead of having freedom in Christ and that sort of thing. So it's, it, I feel like there's a lot of depth there, but then also I'm just really interested to see how it turns out. So again, that was The Choosing by Rochelle Decker. Let's talk about how to simplify in stretching seasons. And like I said, I specifically use the word stretching, not stressful. Because I believe, and I know some will disagree with me, but I believe that stress is a choice. Stress is our response. It's not our situation. So if we say we're, we're very stressed, that is our response to a situation. It is not the actual situation. So we get to choose whether we're going to respond with stress or respond with peace. And for me, When I am stressed, it is an indication that I'm not resting in the Lord. So like the example that I gave of the hibiscus tea, I wasn't trusting in the Lord. I was feeling like I have to control the situation. I have to rely upon my own strength. And that is what is going to provide a healthy pregnancy versus trusting that God is the one who's in control. And so for me, if I'm really stressed, I'm not trusting that God is in control. I'm feeling like I have to take the reins. I have to control this. I have to get everything done. I have so much to do. I'm so overwhelmed. Or I can choose to live with, you know, my hands open and saying, God, give me grace for the next step. Give me grace for the next hour. So I prefer the word stretching because this has been a very stretching season for me, both literally and figuratively, as I talked about. My stomach is starting to stretch. Um, But stretching in the sense of when we were looking ahead to this particular four-week period of my life, we knew that it was going to be the most full four weeks probably of this entire year because I had three trips in two and a half weeks. I had um, a huge launch for a new product for Your Blogging Mentor. And I also had a lot of different life things going on as well. Little did we know, though, that I was going to 
be also experiencing morning, noon, and night sickness in my first trimester in the middle of all this. So it has definitely stretched me far beyond what I ever would have dreamed that I was capable of. And that's truly because God has been carrying me through every day, me just looking to Him and saying, God, please carry me through. But I've also had to really simplify in this season. And so I wanted to just share with you some things that we're doing to help simplify and just really make it through and not just make it through, but thrive in the season as Mm -hmm. best as we can, because there is some part where it is just survival mode and you have to give yourself grace to be, this is just make it through. But at the same time, it's like, I want to make it through with a good attitude. So changing my perspective has been the first thing that's been very helpful of changing it to God is in control. God is the one who allowed this pregnancy. I'm so grateful. God is the one that knew the timing of all of these things. He knew when he allowed this pregnancy that it was going to be this crazy full season and these four weeks. And so just relying upon him and saying, okay, God, you get to show up. You get to show yourself powerful on my behalf because I can't do this in my own strength. And then really focusing on bare bones basics. That's the thing for me. When I found out that I was pregnant and I knew everything else that was going to be going on, it's like, okay, what are the bare bones basics? And I don't know, Jesse, if you say, but for me, I'd say food. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to have clean clothes and love, like feeling loved. I feel like those are the bare bones basics of our home. Would you say, is there anything that else that I'm missing? Transportation, making sure the kids get to school on time. That's true. I mean, we have responsibilities and that sort of thing, but, but it's like, okay, if they didn't actually show up to school one day, sure. They'd get a tardy or miss, but like that's, everybody has to eat. I mean, I suppose they could wear dirty clothes, but you know, so it's just reframing my perspective of like, what is really a necessity and focusing on the necessities versus feeling like, well, there's all these things that I want to do. And so it's meant, you know, changing our budget when it's come Mm -hmm. to groceries and eating out. And the first trimester for us is always a season where we kind of just throw the usual tight budget out the window and we raise the budget categories and we say, it's okay for, you know, 10 weeks or however many weeks it ends up being that I'm sick and cannot stomach going to the store. That's going to be okay. But I think giving myself permission for for that. And then also you and the kids have been helping so much. And I think for me to just give myself that permission to go lay in bed if I need to, go lay on the couch if I need to, and not feel badly that I'm not up working, that I'm not up doing things. Um, You've been running a lot more errands and taking care of a lot more stuff with the kids. And for me to just free myself up from feeling the burden of guilt over that. So focusing on bare bones basics and then prioritizing rest. I've been sleeping a lot more Mm -hmm. and, you know, giving myself permission to take a nap in the middle of the day. If I'm tired and, you know, just yesterday morning, I was just feeling really tired. And so I just went upstairs and laid down for 20 minutes and it was in the middle of the workday, but it was just taking care of myself. So prioritizing rest. And then I also think living one day at a time 
it's sometimes easy to worry about, well, how am I going to do next week? Especially with all that's been going on, it would be easy for me to, you know, as I had did the first trip and that was really hard. And I was thinking, I've got two more big trips coming up. And I'm like, I cannot worry about the future. I can't stress about the future. I'm going to live today and trust God for today. And so simplifying to just focus on what's the next right thing for me to do. And that might be finding something I can eat. That might be taking a nap. That might be getting that project done, whatever it is, but focusing on the next right thing instead of looking to the future and worrying about the future. And that's just a good, you know, life mantra. Mm -hmm. But I think especially right now when it would be easy to worry about, you know, if I'm really, really sick one evening and I've got something big going on the next day, I'm like, I just can't focus on the next day. I'm just going to focus on the here and now. And then just doing my best. And my best looks very different than my best might look in a different season. And so that has meant doing things that will help me to be able to do my best. And like taking Unisom at night. I take Unisom most nights so that I can sleep through the night because otherwise I will wake up really sick or I will wake up with insomnia. And it's weird because usually I have zero trouble sleeping, but something about pregnancy hormones and also the morning, noon, and middle of the night sickness, it messes with my sleep. And I know that if I don't get good sleep, then I'll be a lot sicker the next day. So Mm -hmm. taking Unisom, even though I don't like to take medicine, I take that pretty regularly. If I can tell before I go to bed, I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight. Not eating vegetables. (laughs) I mean, that is so weird to me because I'm usually such a big salad eating person, but giving myself that permission to be like, I just can't stomach them right now and it's going to be okay. Although I did eat carrots the other day. They were, for some reason, baby carrots I was at that event in Austin and they had the spread of food and baby carrots with the ranch dip sounded so good to me, which is hilarious because I don't usually use salad dressing or dip. I think it was the ranch dip that just happened to have a carrot next to it that you were craving. Yes. I think it was that like tangy taste or something. I was like, oh, I think I might be able to down some carrots. And I did. And I was like, I'm eating a vegetable. It's been a few weeks since I've touched a vegetable. And then another thing is only drinking a half gallon of water, which I typically, or liquids, I should say, because it's more been like tea or something, Um, not hibiscus tea, mind you, but mint tea or lemon water, something like that. But usually I drink a gallon of water every single day, but I just, it's been a struggle for me to get a half gallon down. And so just giving myself that permission for that, that's okay. And then Finally, and this was one that I really struggled with, but asking my doctor to just give me some meds um, because I don't take them all the time, but I knew with flying, I was going to have multiple trips, multiple flights, and these were things that I had committed to months ago. We could not change them, and so I was going to have to go and do them, and I said to my doctor, I was like, could you just give me something so that When I'm in those important meetings, when I'm on stage speaking, I know that I'm not going to throw up. And so that's been such a gift to just have that. And she gave me a low-dose anti-nausea medicine, and it's just enough to take the edge off so that it's not like I feel great, but I know that I'm not going to throw up. (laughs) And that is a real gift when you're standing up on a stage or in an important meeting. So giving myself that permission and saying, 
I want to do my best. And so my best looks very different. And also in order to do my best, I'm going to kind of make some changes and adjustments to my usual perspective because this is a season and I just need to make it through. And so hopefully this was helpful to you, whatever season of life you're in, or if you're, you know, have another, you know, stretching season that's coming up to just think of ways that you can simplify and you can not live in that place of stress, but you can change your perspective, focus on the bare bones basics, prioritize rest, take one day at a time and just do your best. And remember that your best can look different in different seasons of life. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 